Welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. Holly is a wife, mom, coach, and entrepreneur. She wears these and many more hats while running three successful businesses, a gym, online nutrition program, and commercial cleaning company. She brings a unique perspective to everyday life with her spicy, no-nonsense attitude. Holly helps her clients keep it simple with small tweaks that over time add up to big life changes. With that, let's get on with today's episode. Here's my friend, Holly Cochran, an incredible human you need to be listening to every Monday. Hello and welcome to the Monday Matters podcast. My name is Holly Cochran and it is exciting to hang out every week with my family, friends and the odd strangers that show up. So thank you very much if you are tuning in for the first time. I am here in a small town in Saskatchewan and today, the the day that I am recording this podcast It is raining, which has been much needed, and I was planning on planting all of my flowers outside today, but it's super muddy, so I get to record a few new podcasts instead, so thank you for joining me. I have something ready to air uh, every Monday for the next few weeks, but I decided to change up the order because there was things going on in my world this morning that I felt like I wanted to talk about it and share. And that is outdoor education. I know it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with nutrition and it definitely has something to do with with being physically fit, but it has a lot, a lot to do with mental health in my opinion. And I just wanted to make that connection with everybody today because I have sent my grade nine daughter to Cypress Hills today. And her dad is leading the trip. So my husband, Corey, has been taking kids on this camping trip where they hike through the Cypress Hills for a week for many years. I'm not sure how many years. I want to say he's on year 16 or 17, but I didn't ask him before he left and I'm not totally sure. I know this camping trip has been a tradition in our high school for almost 50 years. And it's a rite of passage. Being in grade nine and hiking through Cypress Hills is definitely something that Burt Fox students here in Fort Capel uh, have a rite of passage to. And it breaks my heart a little bit that COVID shut this trip down for two years. And my oldest daughter, who is in grade 11 right now, her and her classmates did not get to go to Cypress and the the grade behind them as well. So some of them are getting to go this year as grade 10s with the grade 9s and but the the grade 11s that have gone canoeing this year they're just not going to get that backpacking trip in Cyprus that the rest of us who have graduated Bird Fox had the opportunity to do. So that's too bad and maybe someday I'm going to put a backpack on Kenzie and make her walk for a week through Cyprus. You never know. Don't put it past me, that's for sure. But the the outdoor ed experience that Fort Capel offers their students is above and beyond anything that uh, a small town school can often offer. And definitely some of the bigger schools that have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids in every grade don't have the opportunity to offer. It is such a special thing that over the years has been a you know, people have tried to shut it down and the rules and regulations have tried to make it too difficult. And there are some key players who have fought hard 
to allow students to be able to spend this time learning from the land and learning outdoors and taking the curriculum outside of the building. And I am so grateful for the people who continue to fight for this experience for the kids because it is life changing for many kids. And I went when I was in grade nine to Cyprus and backpacked through it. And I definitely remember hating it at times. Like, I'm not going to say it was the best week of my entire life because I don't think it was the best week of my entire life. I think I've hung out in Mexico uh, and maybe had a more relaxing week. But the fact that I can remember so much of the week tells me how impactful it was and how much I gained as far as life experiences go, being out there. So how it works is it's a little different this year. They've had to change the trip a little bit in order for it to actually happen. But traditionally, kids would gain experiences in outdoor education uh, gradually. It's When I was in school, it started in grade five and you went camping for a couple of nights, one or two nights, just here an echo in a campsite. There was some running water. There was bathrooms. We were 12 years old or whatever, but still in charge of cooking, still in charge of making fires, still in charge of looking after ourselves for the most part, packing up our stuff by ourselves, creating that level of independence, sleeping in a tent by ourselves, all that kind of stuff. You started in grade five, then you went grade six and you camped for a couple of nights out on Pasqua Lake, I think back then. And then grade seven, we started um, going on a, I can't remember where we went in grade seven, grade eight, we hiked through the Indian Head Coulee and that was preparing you for Cyprus. There was some more trips with that backpack on throughout the day. There was packing up camp and moving midweek. There was walking across barren fields of nothing but um, dirt blowing in your face for hours at a time. You know, those character building experiences that uh, get you prepared for that next level. And then in grade nine, they put you on a bus with a backpack and that backpack has to carry absolutely everything you're going to need for the week. All of your food, all of your toiletries, all of your utensils, your clothes, your sunscreen, your band-aids, anything you think you might need for the week needs to be in that backpack. And they put you on a bus and they drive you out to Cypress Hills and then they stick this backpack on and hopefully you've got everything you need, but it doesn't weigh too much. There's that fine line. And when I was in grade nine, I was as tall as I am today. So I'm 5'3", this backpack gets put on my back and then they say, okay, we're off. And you start to hike and you start to walk and you really hope you have good shoes that aren't going to cause blisters or make you lose your toenails. But I don't think there's been a year ever that there hasn't been kids with blisters and lost toenails after the week of hiking. So every night you would stop the walking and set up your tent and make supper with the food from the backpack and try to get some sleep in your tent with your tent mate, whoever that might be, and then get up, take that all down, put it back into your backpack and head out for another day's worth of hiking. 
So over the years, the trips changed a little bit. Um, my daughter's not going to have quite as much hiking in her life. They're staying in camp and doing a few day trips out of the same camp. So they don't have to take the tent up and down as many times. But it's still going to be a completely outdoor ed experience for the next week. And the, the relationships that get built and the awareness of what you are capable of doing when kids do these trips is what is the most valuable piece to all of these experiences that thankfully our school division and our school and our staff uh, provide for the kids. So I always talk about it at the gym that we do hard things, we do hard things, we do hard things. I don't think if I hadn't gone to Cyprus and if I hadn't been on that canoe trip uh, and if I hadn't been on the trail ride, like I went for a week with a horse trail ride and that was hard for as well. If I hadn't had those three experiences in life, I don't really know how much I would understand we can do hard things, how true that really is. Like some of those experiences were really hard for a 15-year-old girl who was 5'3 and 120 pounds to throw a backpack on and start going up and down hills. That's really hard to be able to make enough food to give yourself enough energy to do it again tomorrow by yourself. Those are hard things to do. And we did them. Everybody did them. And that was the beauty of it is it didn't matter if you had these skills or not, you got them real quick. Or you came together and built that community of people there at the on the trip that worked together. It takes a village. Uh, definitely see that come together when you are outside with a group of students on an outdoor ed experience. The relationships that are built between the students and the teachers and the students with each other during an outdoor education, you cannot, you cannot create that in a classroom. I don't care what anybody says, but these kids can be together all year long and something magical happens in the few days that they're outside together that cannot happen within the walls of the classroom. You cannot recreate that and simulate that in a class. So it brings me great joy to know, know that the Burt Fox trips are back and running this year after a two year of no camping with the kids uh, because of COVID. And the other thing that I feel like the, my kid will get, uh, and I know I got, is an appreciation for the land that we live on and its natural state and how it thrives when it's left alone. I remember the teachers talking to us about this while we were at Cyprus, because of course, it's not just a free for all for the week. You're supposed to be covering components of the curriculum. I did not care back then, but I think somebody was supposed to. But I do remember talking about, you know, the way that our land could thrive if we would just leave it alone. And that so much of what's happening to our environment, and I mean, it's, compounded so much in the last 20, 30 years since I graduated high school, but they were definitely teaching us about it um, when I was in grade nine. And I just remember having a real appreciation for the fact that if we would just leave well enough alone, we would have a much more sustainable 
environment and a much more sustainable um, and productive environment for people to be living in and why we can't all get our head around that. I mean, I know why, but I just think that this week that the kids are there, I love that the teachers make that part of the week, that it is about learning. It is about relationships. It's about doing hard things, digging deep. Like there are times when you just want to quit, but like, really, what are you going to do? Sit at the bottom of this hill by yourself while everyone else goes on without you? (laughs) You, you probably are not like quitting just isn't an option. And I love that. I love when quitting really is a, I mean, it's always an option, but it's a much harder option than digging deep and taking those blistered feet and putting one in front of the other for a few more hours sometimes until you get to the next destination. And I know there's people who have come out of these trips absolutely hating them. They had no positive experience whatsoever. They learned to hate being outside and camping. And they're few and far between the people that have had that experience while they've been in the outdoors. And they probably would have had that experience no matter what. They're just not, um, they're just not the outdoorsy kind of people. That's totally fine. And it's, I think they probably, if, if given, you know, the right questions, they would find takeaways that they learned about themselves. Even if it was, I learned I need a five-star resort if I'm going to be away from home, that that camping thing is not my, learn that. That's a fantastic lesson as well. But more than, more people come away having such a positive experience with their classmates that they would not have had in any other fashion that it makes it so worth it. So a huge shout out, not just to Corey, because I think he's pretty awesome, but to all of the Bird Fox staff that have to pull together to make this week happen for the students. There's teachers who have to stay back with the kids who aren't going. That's not easy. That's not easy either. Entertaining the kids who have not gone on a trip, who think it's a week off, but yet it's not a week off. And Those teachers have to work really hard this week. And then there's teachers who give up a whole week with their own kids, with their own families, so that the students have supervision while they're on these camping trips. And it is a huge responsibility. Corey's only taking, I think, 19 students this year, but there have been times when he has taken 70 students. You multiply the number of sort of idiotic grade nine boys and girls to, to the 70 of them, you just know someone's going to do something stupid out there and probably get themselves slightly injured. And it has happened. But thankfully, it's never been the deterrent. Um, nothing major has ever been. A, it never happened. So thank goodness they're all really conscious of what's, how to look after each other and how to stay safe. So I have no worries about that whatsoever. But the teachers that go on these trips, there's also, and I mean, shout out to the rest of us who are back here holding down the fort in those families as well. I said the same thing to Corey this morning, you know, Mr. B, Mr. Bhutan Maloney, he's got kids at home too. Somebody's holding down the fort, doing the things that he normally does throughout the week. All of our teachers have lives and they just put them on pause so that our kids can go and get these life-changing, I-can-do-hard-things, amazing school experiences. 
one of the things I, I know this week fills Corey's cup tremendously, but last week the kids went to Echo Park and um, did like a practice run where they walked around with the backpacks on and they started a fire and, you know, just had a day outside to kind of practice and get a sense of what it was going to feel like to, to walk up and down with the hills with these packs on, etc. And so they're coming back at the end of this day. And one of the students who is not an academic kid, so would not necessarily be somebody who was, um, thrilled with the, um, quality of life on a daily basis at the school, not academic, like, you know what I'm talking about. Not, not your kind of kid who gets off doing math and science. And he's a little tired and sunburnt in the back of the bus coming home from Echo Park and says to Corey, this was the best day ever. And that one sentence right there, that fills my husband's cup so much and makes all the work that goes into taking these kids to Cyprus so worth it. To know that that kid had the best day ever, it just, it brought tears to my eyes when Corey was telling me. He wasn't being all emotional about it. He was just like sharing a story about his day. But I know it is those sentences that roll around in his head when he thinks, this is a lot of work to get these kids going and to organize how many vehicles and with the price of gas and the big bus, you can't afford the big bus anymore. Now there's taking a bunch of smaller vehicles and now you need extra chaperones to drive them. It's a coordinating Jenga puzzle that needs all the parts and uh, pieces to fit together in order to be executed. And yet it's worth it if kids who spend, so whatever there is, how 100 days of the school year, 197 days in a school year. And if 190 of those days are spent doing things you don't really enjoy and you don't excel at in the classroom, it makes it worth it to put the work in to do the seven days where kids who are going to shine can shine. So Cheers to everybody who is on a camping trip this week. It's called Stew Week, or it used to be anyway. I don't actually even know if they still call it Stew Week, but Student Teacher Education Week and um, for outdoor education. And I just think it's just so fantastic that it is back. I was worried after the two years off with COVID that it would take a lot to get the teachers back on board doing it and to get the students back on board. I wasn't sure there was going to be enough kids that would sign up to do hard things because doing hard things hasn't been really a, a physical, like throw yourself out of the comfort zone kind of hard things. Our kids have done hard things the last two years, don't get me wrong. But this kind of work hasn't been something they've had to experience or got to experience the last couple of years. So I wasn't sure they were going to put their hands up and say, yeah, take me for a week and throw me in the bush with a big backpack. But they did. They're going canoeing. They're going um, to Cyprus. And I just hope they have the most fantastic week ever. If you um, are listening to this podcast and you are at all interested in helping to support the Student Teacher Education Week at Bert Fox, you can they, Bert Fox does not know I'm doing this, so <laughs> this is not a sponsored ad by any stretch, but they have had boxes out in the grocery stores and in the gas stations and everything, and I don't know if the boxes are still there, but if you have any 
spare change or a $20 bill in your wallet and you want to make a donation, I know this trip costs a lot of money for the students to go on. And I know that teachers are constantly having to help to support to get everybody on the trip. So if you value outdoor education as much as I do and have an opportunity to make a donation towards the outdoor education, even if everything's paid for for this year, they they have an outdoor ed fund at the school and your money would be put in there for next year's group of students that might help to support and lower the amount of fundraising that needs to be done. So Anyway, I had just thought of that at the last minute that maybe I could make a plug for people who are listening to this podcast who want to make sure that that's never a barrier for any of the students who are interested in being part of the outdoor ed um, camping trips. All right, I am going to wrap up my podcast for today. I've been thinking about my little girl off to Cyprus with her dad today, and I will be thinking about them all week, and I will chat with you next Monday. Thanks for listening to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Monday Matters, leave her a review, and share this episode on your social media. Should you have any questions about what you listen to or want more information, reach out and send her a message at K2 Thriving Motherhood on Instagram and Facebook. She loves hearing from her listeners and responds to each one personally. See you next time!